Today's program is part of a special series brought to you by St. Agnes Medical Center and Every Neighborhood Partnership with funding provided by ACES Aware. Together, we are working to raise awareness about the effects of adverse childhood experiences in hopes of building a healthier community and a brighter future for our children. Dr. B explains the importance of acknowledging our stressors of the past in order to thrive in the present. Plus, she shares practical tips for coping through challenging times and building greater resiliency so you and your family can enjoy healthier and more fulfilling life. Hi, you're listening to Delusional Optimism with Dr. B, where we explore human resiliency and learn how people thrive even after adversity. We break down the complexities of the human brain so concepts are simple and relatable. It's fun and empowering to understand how your earliest experiences influence your relationships today. What makes you tick? Dr. B is a speaker, trainer, and consultant who understands emotions and human development from the inside out. Let's dive into today's episode. Here's Dr. B. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Delusional Optimism. I'm Dr. B, and today we have a guest with us from Pace's Connection, Gail Kennedy, and as always, our phenomenal co-host, Seth Creekmore. So let's get started. Gail, how are you doing? How are you doing today? Good. I'm doing well. It's a beautiful, beautiful Friday. Wonderful. Yeah. I woke up this morning. I'm like, oh, it's Friday. <sighs> Rest yeah, is been, just around the corner. <laughs> yeah. I've been looking for Friday for about three days, I think. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> One of those weeks. You know, three to seven days, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And, and where are you located, Gail? I'm in Davis, California, so Davis, it's sort of California. halfway between San Francisco and, well, a little closer to Sacramento, but Northern awesome. California. And and what are your plans this weekend? How do you intend to rest? Uh, I, well, I'm taking three <laughs> days to do it. I've got a, I'm taking, I just decided yesterday, I'm taking a three-day weekend, need to do some self-care for myself and my garden. It's beautiful, you know, oh. springtime, so I'm going to do some hard work getting the ground ready to plant tomatoes and my tomatoes mm. are there waiting to get in the ground and start producing for me. Yes. So that's my three-day weekend plan. Wow. Fun. That's that's the best. My goodness. I All just right. read that um, Davis, California is one of the best places in the world to grow tomatoes. Wow. And wow. We, it's just that the, the the, well, the whole Central Valley, but really Davis is pretty sweet for it. And yeah, no reason for me to have to buy store-bought tomatoes when oh, I can no. grow them myself. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. So I'm so excited too about this weekend and so ready for it since last Monday. And I did spend last weekend gardening and planted uh, cucumbers and zucchini and laid this oh. like this is so funny, I have to say it, but and you can cut it, Seth, if you need to, but <laughs> <laughs> we we laid like a pathway into our garden with heavy um, pavers. And so, you know, one of the things that I always talk about around trauma is that that proprioceptive relationship to, you know, when you ground yourself with carrying something heavy, it settles down your your system, your like neurological system. And yeah. so 
oh, the irony of hauling bricks. And so I tell Lisa, <laughs> like I was talking to Lisa, my wife, and and she's like, you know, it's funny. Every outdoor garden project we have includes hauling bricks. And I'm like, maybe that's because my proprioceptive system yeah. is like on fire all the time. <laughs> so um, oh, anyway, man. Gail, so you... Well, there's been first. Why don't you tell us about Ace's connection and Pace's connection and that relationship? Because I'd love to hear that. Because because I don't I haven't heard it from you directly myself. Let's just start there. Yes. So most people probably know. If you do know Ace's connection, you know it as Ace's connection. We just changed our name about three months ago, two months ago, and. Um, ACES Connection is Adverse Childhood Experiences, ACES Connection. And my boss and good friend, Jane Stevens, uh, is a journalist and wrote, was doing coverage of violence prevention and recognized the, the interview Dr. Vincent Folletti about the ACE study and was blown away by it. Really wanted to learn more about the ACE study. So she started researching and she was a journalist and actually an um, online journalist and recognized there was really no place to go to find information holistically about the ACE study, not just the epidemiological part of the ACE study, but like, what do you do about it? And so she created two websites, well, two sites. So one's a website for the for the general public called Aces Too High. And this was 12, 15 years ago. And then another site that was more of a social media site. So the way we describe Aces Connection is that it's sort of like the Facebook for the Aces science movement. And she created Aces Connection to be that place to bring people together and to share resources and to connect with each other. And she really wasn't exactly sure what Aces Connection was going to turn into, but she knew that some, we needed something like that. So she got, actually, she got Dr. Folletti's um, Rolodex or whatever it was back then um, <laughs> yeah. and just got started and started with about 200 people and it were over 51,000 people oh now. Um, Wow. From all over the world, we have, I just was communicating yesterday with somebody from Malaysia and Thailand. And so these are folks that are looking to learn more about the science of adverse childhood experiences. Back then, when she first started, it was really just the ACE study. But then we added, you know, it's not just about the ACE study, it's about the what we what we say is the epidemiology of aces so the ace study and subsequent studies that add additional aces there's there's many studies that are adding different questions about childhood that affect mm. our lifelong trajectory and so that epidemiology and then the effects on the brain and the body and dr b i know you know all about that and then and if the intergenerational aspects, so the epigenetic aspects. And then we talked about, there, were, there are five, and so I'm listing those five. Um, but the fifth one was resilience research. And what do we, that's the way I say it is like, what do we do about this once we learn about it? What, mm. what are ways to heal and, 
in my mind, what are ways to prevent, most importantly, what are ways to prevent um, yeah. adversity? And the, that, that research side, or the, the resilience side, that was the fifth piece. But over the last, I don't know, few years, we've recognized, no, that isn't, it isn't one piece of it. It's, it's the integration it. of it. And so the P, so we changed our name to Paces Connection. The P stands for positive and adverse childhood experiences because mm. there's a whole emerging field of research around positive experiences, uh, strengthening support systems. And Dr. B, I know you know about all that stuff too. And so we were like, it's really important to recognize that it is a, a integrative piece. So we felt like what we needed to do is put that into our name and really mm. embrace that. So I love that. I love that the re I love that the resilience piece is being integrated into all the adversity because the adversity can't explain why one person in a family, you know, overcomes adversity to some degree, even though they still may suffer consequences. Like there's no doubt, but and another person is completely succumbed to it. And then the baby piece, you know, I'm just such a baby, baby person. And my, since my dissertation is on resiliency and infants and toddlers, I just feel like, okay, I told somebody this just this week. We know the recipe for building resiliency. We don't need to do it the way we've done it before. We don't need to be random about people's people's life and development. We have the system where we know how to integrate resiliency into people's lives. And we just need to operationalize that into our systems. We need to operationalize it into our education, our policing, our social service systems, our mental health systems, all of the systems and we start in infancy because that's the building that's the prevention because we're building the architecture if we if we start building a strong building then we have a stronger building in adulthood than if we start with straw and we can never ever go back and replace the straw with mm. bricks. Yeah. One of the things that we try to do at Paces Connection is be that place for folks that are working in those systems that you're talking about. Mm. So we have many, you can go down so many rabbit holes on oh. Paces Connection. I'm sure you know, Dr. V. I love um, it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's great. And so I just, if it's okay, I want to talk a little bit about Please. how we're structured to let people know where they can go find rabbit holes if they're interested. Yeah. So we have our home site. So Aces Connection, mm -hmm. sorry, PacesConnection.com, PacesConnection.com. And then 
we have kind of what we say is we have these mini sites, mini pieces connections that are that are our community. So across the the header tab, the the navigation bar across the front, there's a there's a tab called connect communities, and you can go on there, and we have interest based communities and geographic based communities. Mm. And so interest based communities are really if you work in pediatrics and you want to know, or if you are interested in ACEs in PD and pediatrics, then we have a whole mini mini community that is talking about issues related specifically to preventing and healing paces in or ACEs in pediatrics. We have paces in education. We have paces in the juvenile in the youth justice system, um, in the criminal justice system. So I could go on and on. Mm. And that's people from all over, like I said, people from all over the world that are interested in working and, and working on these issues. But we also have a really, what we try to do is this is for everybody. And I've heard you say that it, it, ACEs is about everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a one of our biggest and most vibrant communities is our parenting with ACEs community because people want to learn about this and people want to know what they can do if they do learn about this. And um, I really love that community because it's what we try to do is offer and we encourage interaction and back and forth about uh, you know, so not this the the folks, the organizational folks. These are folks right. that when, like you first, when I first learned about my ACE or learned about ACEs and then did the ACE test, kind of learned about the epidemiology of it and was like, uh oh, let yeah. me let me figure out this. Mm. I would have loved to have a place to go to just connect with others that were first learning about it and and figure out like, okay, what ha- what's going on here. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell us a little bit? When did you find out about Aces, and what was that experience like, and why you're why you're doing what you're doing? Oh, how far back to go? And Dr. <laughs> B and I are from the same hometown, yeah. so I could go way back, but I won't do that. I have a master's in public health, and so I was a public health professional, did international HIV work for mm. decades. Mm. Worked at a university here in Northern California, and and met a woman who is a good friend of my current boss, Jane Stevens. And I was working with her on some global work and in talking with her, she's like, you should really meet my friend, Jane Stevens. I think you two would, would connect on things. And, you know, I had healed from my, I was, um, I'm a sexual abuse survivor. I had healed from that. I was, that was always part of my history. My, my, like, Mm -hmm who I was. And I remember, I'll never forget. I was, we were sitting, Jane and I met, um, we were sitting in a, in a coffee shop and she was talking to me about the ACE study and her, like the details that Dr. Folletti um, had described to her about how he kind of came upon the ACE study, his, his work with it. And I realized, wow, I am at one of the premier medical institutions in the world. I went to one of the premier public health institutions in the world, and I had never heard of the ACE study before. And mm-hmm. so I thought, hmm, I this is what. And it when I then I of course dug in and learned more and talked and talked and talked to Jane. And I'm so privileged to live 20 minutes from her, so I was able to have her 
knowledge and expertise. And I, um, I realized, no, this is, this, I, this is what I want to do. So mm. I did a lot of, I changed my career basically to leave the work I had been doing. And because it explained that the ACE study and most importantly, what do we do about it explained so much. And now I think with the Cases, the, the positive childhood experiences added in, it just explains so much about my life and about so many of the, like, so much of what I was doing in public health. I did child abuse prevention before I did my master's work. And then I did, uh, I worked in particularly with women and children with mm-hmm. HIV for, mm-hmm. for many years. And then I got into more international work. But it explains so much that I wanted to, I wish I'd had that knowledge when I was doing, when I was starting my career and was working, like I wish I had it with the work I was doing. And so I want to be able to share that with sort of everybody, everybody I can actually. Yeah. Absolutely. It's exactly, that is exactly it. Once you learn about ACEs and then PACEs and resilience, because we have to understand it within ourselves before we can really share it with somebody else. And, you know, always integrating that story of like, who am I in relation to my ACE score helps me create my story. Then my story can drive everything else that goes on around me but it's very hard to drive the car if you're not in the car and so when we're in the car with our own aces and our own understanding that healing the integration of what it means to be a sexual abuse survivor a physical abuse survivor having a parent die or any of the aces and and there are many many more as we know that then we it ends up being, oh my gosh, it's like a paintbrush. You can just paint everything because nobody, nobody is untouched by aces or paces because for one, we all ex- we all have an experience around aces and paces and yet we also don't live in isolation and people all around us that we love, that we work with, that we're friends with also share that. So when we make it our foundation, that's when we start to really, I think, transform the universe. And I say universe because I don't think it is just a, you know, oh, I just changed, you know, you do change yourself first and then your family and then a piece of your community and then it grows broader. But Pace's connection has really globally taken on the world i mean like taking it on Mm -hmm. you know you're changing the world because you're talking to the whole world about this meaningful information that applies to everybody in the world bit about the other part of what we do because you you spoke exactly to that piece and that is I'm back to our the community tab that we have on on Pace's connection and we have geographic based communities and and Dr. B that's how you and I connected yeah, was exactly Fresno um, Fresno Trauma and Resilience Network that is happening in Fresno so we support like we're not 
do we're the we're the connectors we're the we're the um place where people can find each other or the um online presence that a group that's been meeting that's been doing this great work can share with each other and the rest of the world mm -hmm. what they're doing so that's the geographic based community so i encourage listeners if you want to find out what's happening in your community we we don't claim to know all of it but we would love to if you already are doing work and you aren't part of Pace's connection um please you can go on to our site and hopefully it's clear how you can get involved but if not you can always email me at gkennedy at pacesconnection.com and i'll get you hooked up and if you don't have anything that's happening in a community but want to get something started we can we can help you with that as well just wanted to put that little pitch in that's there. That's great. That's yeah. great. No, yeah. please do. Remind me again, how long have you been involved in this? I'm so bad at dates, but I think Jane and I realized that I had met her about 10 years ago, but she's been working on Pace's connection for uh, 13, 14 years. Got it. Okay. Okay. In your experience, has there, obviously, it's wonderful for people to know their A score and all of that. Are there any sort of downfalls that you have experienced in someone knowing their A score uh, and, and just not doing anything about it? Or like, what are some downfalls that maybe people don't understand exactly what ACEs are and how to deal with them? Um, I think, and this is so, this is why the P in Pace's connection is so important, that mm -hmm. positive childhood experiences. And as Dr. B just earlier said, we are not just our ACEs. Uh, mm -hmm. We are so much more. And I think we always talk about if you're doing an ACE if you're if you're learning about your aces you also want to learn about your resilience because that's who we are we're yeah. we're we're here we're alive we're we're here in the in this moment yeah. we've got bad stuff that happened and good stuff that happened if you're and alive so, you're resilient yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely and you so, can and you can muscle up that resilience and mm -hmm. so, and we can love other people into resilience. That's the other piece that I always like to say is that, you know, because I have resilient, because I was gifted resilience, it is the gift that can keep on giving mm -hmm. in the positive and the negative. And we know about intergenerational trauma, but yeah. there is that intergenerational resilience that, you know what, I can love you into so many things that felt impossible because I do think that people get completely overwhelmed with their ACE score. And I wanted to ask about that is, mm. you know, when all of a sudden, you know, you learn about ACEs and then you become completely overwhelmed. You think, oh, I don't have any ACEs. I'm fine. And then all of a sudden you go, wait, I have four. I have five. I have mm. nine. But wait, I work at a university or I work at, you know, PG&E or I work at I work at a company. And how does that work? And then start to wonder like that weird middle zone of learning about it and not getting so overwhelmed by it. I would love to hear like how how do you think about that and do you have an audience? Do people talk about that just sort of overwhelmed 
overwhelmedness of aces and getting locked in before they then learn about the P or the resilience or the positive side and that infusion that that happens that's so critical and and it's so strong well where i want to go is um i'm going to talk about california a little bit um (laughs) because we have and i know you know um, we have the aces aware initiative um that is happening in california our first california surgeon general was appointed by the governor and just what three years ago i guess two years three years ago yeah and this aces is her she it's fundamental to who she is and what she's doing dr brooke harris and um she was very intentional to not do a public awareness campaign to start about aces like she wants to yell from from the rooftops and she kind of is and kind of does but she realized that we need to start with providers and we need to be sure that providers understand this and understand most importantly how to help heal from from aces and understand that it's you know positive childhood experiences and adverse childhood experiences so that the providers are really equipped because if we were all yelling from the rooftops about this and then everybody was going to their everywhere saying and and i mean we're pretty grassroots paces connection is pretty grassroots so so we're we're equipped with that we're like okay yeah let's everybody learn about this let's go to our ministers and go to our pediatricians and go to our schools uh, teachers and say hey if you don't know about this you need to learn about Mm. this stuff but dr brooke harris was very intentional that we need to equip these um, service providers. We need to yeah. equip that she's, she's starting with pediatricians and family practice so, so that, and, and you know, the ACE study is so much based on the effects of the ACE study, like physical and emotional effects are related to physical and emotional health. Right. So linking to how do we fix this and how do we heal from this is really that that specific area so i think we're at this juncture and i do know that i'm thinking uh dr oprah winfrey or, I mean, uh, oprah winfrey and dr bruce perry just released a book what two days ago yeah about what happened to you not you know what's wrong with you but it's what happened to you so yep. plug for them, yes. Yep. Yep. And <laughs> Not sure they need a plug, be, but yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, <Right>. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but there are definitely there's uh, some some new there there will be some new things coming in the very short soon soon that will be more of that. Everybody, okay, mm. everybody, let's learn about this. That's amazing. Um, so I don't know if that answered the question, but I do know that. And that's partly why we are so excited about positive childhood experiences. And because really we we take all those things for granted. My Mm -hmm. grandmother, who was actually both my grandmother and my grandfather in different ways, were such a strong buffering, supportive relationship for me. My parents were teen parents and, you know, they were like, the the rocks that helped me that were just a part of my life and I never until I really learned about all this stuff I didn't see I 
saw them in other ways, but I didn't Mm. see them as that those buffering relationships that they were. So I think that we're really trying hard to, on our site, we post things when we find stuff and we're really trying to post about all of the, the, this, this, the information about positive relationships Mm -hmm. and all of the ways that, that uh, buffering factors. Yeah, just hold the baby. Just hold the baby. Just hold the baby. That's all I want to always say. (laughs) And if you can't hold the baby, I'll hold the baby because the baby just needs to be held because the baby's not alone ever. Like the baby needs somebody. And if we give the baby somebody, we've it's half the battle. I mean, literally, it's so incredibly powerful. And 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 literally, it's we're blinded from that because of I don't know why, but like you you said, it took you into adulthood to recognize the power of these relationships and. You know, I think that that's just so true that we, somebody asked me the other day in a training, well, if trauma happens when, and you can't remember it happening, does it still count as an ACE? And I said, okay, if I got to do the ACE math, I would times it by three. Because if it happens in in infancy and pre-verbally before you have words to explain it, then that trauma actually is lodged in your body and you have no way to describe it. And if you don't have a verbal memory of it or you just have a somatic body memory of it, then it's a heavier trauma because it's harder to unearth and talk about and then integrate into who you are. And it's our historians, our, our grandparents, our people who are in our lives when we were babies who help us to know that story. So I would love to do the I would love to do the new ACE scoring system <laughs> that if it happens <laughs> before 3 yeah. It, yeah. Ha- it it gets times 3. Powerful. Yeah, yeah. and it's true. Well, and um, as you're talking, I'm thinking about how important our embodiment is and being in touch with our body because we can't talk our way out of aces that Mm. i've realized we can't Mm. fully heal if we heal it's because it's in our body the trauma that we experienced is in our body and the way to heal from that is with our body so carrying bricks (laughs) yeah (laughs) every single thing (laughs) Every time that I that I'm overwhelmed for some reason, you know, I have to carry bricks and it's true and you're going to garden. And so I know I'll let you lead us into this a little bit Seth, but you know, sure. we want to talk about those self-healing buffers, but they do. You're absolutely I mean like so spot on in that oh yeah, we could talk about it all day, but we are going to land at the end of our conversation exactly where we started. But man, when I hauled 30 pavers the other day, it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this this is my what? body. This is like, I'm, I'm grounded again. And then I dug some in the dirt, planted some flowers. Like, it changes you. It literally changes you. And, and again, we're totally unaware of it until somebody helps us become aware of it. 
Like mm-hmm. it's just invisible. Like like our body knows to do it, but we don't. Nobody ever thought to tell us like in second grade, hey, you know what? And I tell parents this all the time. If your kiddo feels a little bit spun out and needs some grounding, just give them a pile of, of rocks and have them haul them across the yard and, and time them, make it a game, have it be fun. But that's so grounding. And then tell them, this is, this is how you get in touch with your body. And then like that transforms the universe because that little will forever haul bricks, but know why. I didn't learn why I hauled bricks until I was 50. (laughs) So Gail, I know that a big part of your work is also around stress busters and self-care and modeling that because those of us who work in trauma we all know that this is so so important and so you have some some information about evidence-based things that actually work i know brick carrying isn't one of them but if you know (laughs) i'm pretty sure that if we did the research it would it would fall into an evidence-based category but let's go to the ones that have been explored Yes, yes. I'm really, I feel very, um, personally, this is uh, something I feel very passionately about. And um, there, are, I'm going to talk about seven stress busters that have a strong evidence base. And, and I'm with you. I think there are many, many more. But until they have a they, they have adequate research, we can't really label them as evidence based. So the seven I'll talk about, we've talked a lot about supportive relationships. That's the first one. Things in it's interesting because it's like, well, yeah, but it's also important to remember quality sleep, balanced nutrition, physical activity, and movement of some kind. So we don't need it to be, you know, aggressive marathons. We need just back to our body and being connected with our body. Mindfulness and taking time to be intentional about where our bodies are, where our minds are, where we are at in the present moment is really important. One thing that I think is just so exciting is access to nature. We know this. We know how being out in the at the beach or in in the redwoods is just so nourishing. Um, but now there's evidence around that that connection to access to nature, and then of course mental health care if we need it. And being able to ask for and and seek uh, s- support as as needed. So those are the seven. I will say just because like I I have to. I think we want to find our joy. I think finding our joy is so important and recognizing our joy. And that's a little bit of that mindfulness piece and gratitude. We know that starting and I try to start my day with some mindfulness and really what am I grateful for? What's all the things that are that are good happening for me right now in the world? And self-compassion, compassion and self-compassion. And those are, those are uh, just personally, those are things that are, are really important to me. 
So we're actually, we have a, one of our, our communities on PACE's connection is practicing resilience for self-care and healing. And that's one of those interest-based communities. So anybody that wants to learn more about this stuff, come join us there. Nice. That's amazing. Nice. Can you give us the website one more time and as, as well as how they can get in contact with you? Yes. So it's pacesconnection.com, P-A-C-E, and then connection.com. I am Gail Kennedy. So or my email is gkennedy at pacesconnection.com. Thank you so much for uh, coming on today. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Yes. Thank you so much, Gail. And the website, the really the global network. I mean, it, a website is like such an underrated, it's not a website. It's literally <laughs> a worldwide network yep. with the goal <laughs> of raising our awareness around how adverse childhood experiences change and impact who we are and at the same time, the positive things that happen to us and the people in our lives and the experiences that we have will and do allow us to heal on so many levels. So by, when, by having this information really puts us in a, di- a transformative place in terms of raising children in, in our world in different ways. And I love that you said um, finding the joy. And so I'm going to kind of wrap up with that because I've always worked with parents and children and you know how passionate I am about littles. So, and the one thing I always come back to is whenever I ask a parent, you know, what do you want for your kids? You know, they start off with these things, a college education, a this or the that. I want them to have a lot of money. I want them to have a great job. But at the end of the day, if they could only have one thing for their kids, they always say the same thing. And it's none of those things. It's I want them to be happy. Yeah. And yet we never, ever teach, hey, how do you be happy? And how are you aware of happy? Or as a person, as an adult, or as a little, as a as a as a kiddo. So, I love that you said joy and finding joy, and that now we need to really, almost like anthropologists, dig up the research that reinforces these things. Because I do know we have the research on happy and joy. It's just a matter of putting them into the context of paces. And so it's so cool that we're shifting gears like this. And I want to thank you so much for being on. And thank you so much for the work that you do in this area. And I just want to tell my audience, thank you for listening. Seth, thank you for always being on with us and the host and a sweetheart. (laughs) So... (laughs) And with that, go out and leave a life print. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I appreciate the opportunity to connect with you. If you're interested in booking a training, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me at my website, Dr. B Connections. There's a big button that says, book a training with Dr. B. It's that easy. If this show has been beneficial for you, please share it with your friends and family. Spreading the word about the show helps us grow our audience and helps continue to change the world together. Again, thanks so much for listening to Delusional Optimism. Now, go leave a life print.
Thank you for listening to this special episode of Delusional Optimism brought to you by St. Agnes Medical Center and Every Neighborhood Partnership. We hope you're encouraged by Dr. B's message and find her tips helpful for managing life stressors and building a more resilient self. For more episodes in this special series, please visit St. Agnes Medical Center's website at www.samc.com. This episode is produced and published by the editing team at TruthWork Media. TruthWork Media is a full-fledged podcasting and social media agency located in South Bend, Indiana, with clients all around the world. For more information, visit them at truthworkmedia.com. These materials and all discussions of these materials are for educational purposes only and do not constitute medical or mental health advice. The presenter is not a licensed mental health or medical service provider. If you need medical or mental health care or advice, you should contact your doctor or therapist, or you can contact your insurance company for a referral. This show and all of its contents are copyright 2020 Dr. B. Leave a Life Print. Reproduction or use requires written consent of Dr. Kristen Beasley.